All the freedom. <laughs> this is two. This is number two. You did it. You made it. <clears throat> coming back, coming back. I always say, we used to say this all the time, but if you were having a conversation with someone and you felt like it got cut short, take them to coffee. Have a cute little moment. Uh, maybe it's the love of your life. Maybe it's not. Um, no pressure. Uh, so uh, this Sunday, um, for those of you who follow the liturgical calendar, woo! Yes, <laughs> yes, one very enthusiastic rock on for liturgy. Um, this is the first Sunday of Lent. Um, yes, right? Which is uh, very exciting. Who grew up did it, practicing Lent or experiencing Lent? Okay, not that many of us. I love that. Um, I grew up in um, what felt like a weird intersection of like evangelicalism and diet culture. Um, and what I mean by that is like, <laughs> I'm like, so God called all of you to give up carbs for Lent? That doesn't feel like something God would do, but okay, go off, you know? Um, but not really a lot of understanding of what Lent was, what that season was for, what it meant. Um, and so in reclaiming and reexamining my faith over the years, uh, Lent has become actually something really, really important. So I'm excited that we get to have those conversations um, over the next several weeks and be in that and engage in it um, in a different way. Um, and no shade if you did give up carbs. Um, God sees that too. So uh, we're actually going to be in um, the book of Mark. Um, and we're going to read about Jesus' baptism. So at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. At once the spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. Like how it says wild animals. I'm like, were there domesticated animals at this point? But um, it's neither here nor there. Um, so this is uh, Jesus' baptism. This is a big moment for Jesus. This is Jesus coming out of the water. This is a rebirth. This is like we're kicking off ministry. All the things that you are meant to do in the world, all the things that you will go and do, all the things before you, like this is the moment. Heaven opens up. This is a beautiful scene. And then, boom, straight to the wilderness. Like, straight to the wilderness to be tempted by Satan for 40 days. Unfortunately, where I'm going, I'm just going to bury the lead. It's looking like wilderness for a lot of us. Um, and the story is so important because when we talk about Lent and we talk about these things, um, these, these liturgical practices and these stories, they're so true to the story of Jesus and they're so true to our own lives. We see, that, again, the same thing in uh, the book of Exodus, right? The people are free from Pharaoh. They experience this mountaintop moment, and then it's, boom, straight to the wilderness, right? Because what there is for them, what they need to learn, the things that we need to become uh, the people that we become, to do the things that we do, uh, are found in the wilderness, right? To put it simply, the things that we most want come through the ways we least want them to come. And that is just true of a human experience. And that is really unfortunate because we all want freedom, Everyone in this room wants freedom. We want growth. We want success. We want change. We want Easter Sunday. We want pastels. We want kids in three-piece suits, which is arguably the best part of Easter when you have these 
little babies in these grown people clothes. It's the best. And everyone loves an Easter Sunday, but the only way to get to Easter Sunday is through Friday. And the only way to experience resurrection is to first, what, experience a death. And that is the cycle that we see in the story of Jesus and in the story of Scripture. And Lent is a beautiful opportunity for us to say, I think I need to understand a little bit more how to be in the wilderness, how to exist in the wilderness, how to remind myself that the wilderness is something good for me. There's something that I need in the wilderness. Because we resist it. I resist it. I, uh, last week I was in Austin and um, I got to see a friend of mine run a marathon, a full marathon. And at the end, we're there at the finish line um, that we drove to. And <laughs> we're at the finish line. And, like, I'm emotional. Um, all these people are, like, crying. A lot of people cry. I don't know if you know this. A lot of people cry when they finish a marathon. And so these people are crossing the finish line. Their families are cheering for them. Everyone's, like, hugging them. They're feeling so proud of themselves. Like, it was just so beautiful. Then here comes our friend who are like cheering on, we're, like taking pictures. And I turned to my wife and I was like, I want this moment. I like want this moment. She's like, you want to run a marathon? I was like, no, but I want this. <laughs> I just want this moment. <laughs> Can it come by any other means, please? I want everyone to be proud of me. I want people to be crying with me and hugging me because I, I just want that experience. Uh, training. <laughs> um, but that is the harsh reality. I say all the time that any dream worth having actually starts with paperwork. And it's really the worst. Like, you want to run a marathon? You actually just have to sign up. It starts with paperwork. You want to go to therapy, get your mental health together? Actually, it's an intake form. You want to start a nonprofit, help people? It's actually paperwork. Everything starts with paperwork, which is my wilderness. Um, and so... <laughs> But what we want and experience in life and Jesus and all the things that were ahead of him and um, as the Israelites left Egypt and all the things that were ahead of them and all of the things that lie ahead of us actually exist in the cycle that we see of freedom, wilderness, freedom, wilderness, life, death, resurrection. And we know it to be true. When we look back at our life, the experience of it, we're like, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. There was something in there for us. And what does that mean for how we move forward in our life? What does that mean for how we engage with Lent? Lent is really special because it's not this thing where you're like, hey, see what you can give up for how long, right? Lent is this beautiful opportunity to say, I'm going to intentionally engage in some type of wilderness to remind myself that I know how to do that, to remind myself that there's something good for me in that, to remind myself that this is the cycle that I will experience in life because life isn't about if the wilderness comes, it's about when the wilderness comes. When you find yourself in the wilderness, we prepare these seven weeks for when we find ourselves in the wilderness. And we all know this to be true about our own life. But the wilderness can be incredibly painful. Maybe you're in it, maybe you're out of it, maybe you're headed into one. But the freedom that we want, the life that we want, uh, will require a lot of us. I was thinking about this um, as I was preparing for today. <clears throat> one of the things in my life that I, I want the most um, is to, not me getting emotional, one of the things I want most in life is to have a, like, healthy marriage. It, <laughs> um, 
it is just so important to me. It's so important to me. Um, seeing my own parents' marriage, seeing other people's marriages, seeing these things, that has just, it's just the most important thing to me. My wife is the most important thing to me. And that is a beautiful thing to say. But that has required things of me that I would rather not do. <laughs> I, I want to bring her flowers and I want to do like Instagramable moments, but actually being a good partner to this woman means I have had to dig deep in therapy to some places that I hoped would just stay hidden for the rest of my life. It means that I have to choose to do the self-work that allows me to show up in a way that we can have healthy communication. It means that we have to have conversations that I would rather gloss over, but then we have to dive deep into. It means we have to do all of these things that have actually been incredibly painful. It means I've had to set boundaries with my own family. It means I've had to do all of these things. Because this thing that I want, yes, it's beautiful and it's picture perfect, and I want the marathon moment. I want people to hug me. I want a happy marriage. I want to love my wife. Well, that requires something of me. That has put me in, in a lot of wildernesses in my therapist's room. That has put me in a lot of conversations with my family that I didn't want to have. That has put me in places that have made me the person that I am that I am grateful for. I can look back and say I never would have what I have now if I didn't go through that wilderness, but it sucked. And it probably will suck again. There are some of you in this room who, in your own spirituality, this, the reconstruction that you have in this relationship that you have and your faith that you have is beautiful, but it was painful. The deconstruction hurt. It was a wilderness. It required a lot of you. Things that you wish you didn't have to do. And then now here you are. You find yourself and this thing is beautiful. We're in the last week of Black History Month. And a lot of us, when it comes to activism, we want to put a Black Lives Matter sign in our yard. But it actually requires a lot more of you to get into that wilderness if what you want is freedom and what you want is justice. Lent is a reminder that the ministry that is for us, the life that is for us, the freedom that we want, the things that we want in our life come by the cycle that we see every, 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 every story in Jesus' life, which is life, death, resurrection. I said this actually last week. No, there wasn't church last week. The last time I was here. And I was talking about resurrection, and I was saying I used to get a lot of questions, like right in the beginning of deconstruction, about uh, literal resurrection, or is it metaphor, or is it story? Um, and eventually I arrived at, I, it doesn't matter to me because it's the truest thing that I know. Is it story? Is it metaphor? It's literal. It's whatever you want it to be. It's real. It's true. Resurrection is the truest story I can point to in my own life to say, oh, just when I thought I wouldn't experience joy again, I did. Just when I thought I wouldn't make it, I did. Every time I had fear, then there was freedom after, and I've experienced the cycle of life, death, and resurrection over and over and over again in my own life because it's true. It's the thing that we experience. It's the thing that Jesus is pointing us to. It's the thing that Jesus experienced. We say here all the time at New Abbey, Jesus didn't suffer for us, he suffered with us, and that's a big difference. Jesus suffered with us. Jesus gave us a model so that when the suffering comes, when Friday comes, when we find ourselves in the wilderness, we can know how to be in that moment. We can have hope that there is a Sunday. But getting to Sunday requires a Friday of us. And Lent is a reminder to teach us how we sit in a Friday remind us that there's something for us in a Friday. There's not only goodness in Sundays. There's not only goodness in Easter and the pastels. There's not only goodness in the mountaintop moments and coming out of the water, heaven being torn apart. There's not only goodness in those moments. There's goodness in the wilderness when you're tempted, when you have nothing left. There's goodness on Friday when all your friends have gone and you feel abandoned. 
There's goodness when you find yourself asking questions. There's goodness when you find yourself alone. There's goodness in all of it. And that's our invitation with Lent. Our invitation is not to just give up some arbitrary thing. Our invitation is to say, there's goodness in the wilderness, and I will remind myself of that as I practice this. So I remind myself that uh, we follow a Jesus who suffered with us, who showed us a way of living through the cycle of life and death and rebirth, a cycle that we will be in for as long as we were here. We will find life, we will find death, and we will find resurrection. And so when we find ourselves in death, may we know that there's something for us in there. With that, you're going to grab the same three or four people around you, and you're going to answer this question. What does being in the wilderness look like for you right now? Super light, super light question. (laughs) 